currently Thursday morning, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You're listening to the Daily Dave with Davis Curry. Today marks our first podcast. As promised, we'll be having a special guest. He's a world-renowned scholar over World War One poems. He attended Harvard and Oxford. His name, Dr. Bowen McKellar. First of all, thank you for having me, Dave. I am truly honored to be the first guest on your podcast. Um, as you mentioned, I have degrees from Harvard and Oxford, and I majored in World War One poetry. I love World War One poetry because it is one of the only primary sources we still have because uh, all all of the soldiers uh, have different. Today, we will be doing a deep dive into one of my favorite poems. It is from 1917. It is titled Breakfast by Wilfred Wilson Booth. Now I will read you the poem. Breakfast by Wilfred Wilson Gibson. We ate our breakfast lying on our backs because the shells were screeching overhead. I bet a rasher to a loaf of bread that whole United would beat Halifax. When Jimmy Stainthorpe played fullback instead of Billy Bradford, Ginger raised his head and cursed and took the bet and dropped back dead. We ate our breakfast lying on our backs because the shells were screeching overhead. Okay, Dr. McClure, that was a very short, but very serious and deep poem. What from this poem specifically stood out to you? Well, this poem has so much going on. I mean, you're eating breakfast during a battle because the big fire storm that it says there's gunfire overhead and the rain on a stalker man and all a guy forgets almost forgets that he's in the battle and gets up and gets shot in the head and but it doesn't really seem to change things which kind of seems to point that they probably seem a lot worse but the author kind of uh, disguises it um so we don't have to like go through the gruesome like other stuff that seems and um but what I really like about this is that the author is able to get the point across when you're not alive. Um there's just so much going on in this. Yeah, well I was thinking like when you said that the gunshots didn't even see seem to phase them. It's saying like, you know, this is just another normal day and how like, you know, crazy that would be and how it could take a toll on your life seeing everybody get shot. All day, when you go back to normal life, you can have like PTSD or something like that. And I just think that that, you know, takes a lot on someone and how, you know, how much it happens to them. Yeah, I mean, just when they said Ginger raised his head and cursed and took the bet and dropped back dead, we ate our breakfast lying on our backs. After it says he dropped back dead, it doesn't say like anything about like how they were sad or like, like, oh my gosh, Ginger's dead. It kind of seems to point to the scheme. Probably a lot more. Yeah, like Ginger's dead. Well, that's like it probably made anything. Probably like every day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the main message of this poem, and how does the author structure? How did he structure this poem in a way that you know you'll know, like, oh yeah, this is what he's talking about. Well, he structures it. He only uses one stanza, and he keeps it short. Cause I mean, there's but the good thing about it is he puts so much detail. But it's uh the reader doesn't get like bored. For example, you could write the same poem and probably use about five stanzas, but the reader would get bored. And so I think Wilfred does a really, really good job of uh keeping it short and sweet. 
And um, the message of this poem is kind of that the soldiers have learned through so much that, I mean, that the Union's death isn't really, like, a big deal to them. Yeah, I feel like if you if you would have a five stanza poem about this, it would, you know, it would just, you'd be sitting there and reading it kind of bored, but if something, you know, it's a short poem, but stuff is immediately happening, you would never get bored with it, and you would always, you know, have something to think about, like, oh, whoa, this just happened, or, and oh, this just happened, and oh, you know, so that was yeah, and, crazy. Um, Alright, so, uh... And then I feel like I'm there, like, in the poem. Yeah. Like, all the details you described, you can, you can kind of picture it in my head. Lying down, eating for breakfast, making a bet on sports match, dice this up, bed. I mean, you can, I, I just really picture it. And so the author does a really good job of portraying it. Yeah, how does this poem fit into what is happening in history, and why do you think it's important for us, you know, for stuff that doesn't really happen to us? How is that important for us to read today? Well, the war was very brutal. There were, I mean, there were so many, the conditions were so harsh, and there was so much disease and injury, and this, um, this, this poem fits into history because I feel like it's like a real account of what's going on, and the uh, author doesn't try to romanticize it at all, really. He honestly just describes the facts. And, um, I think this print is important for us today because I, I think we need to just start, uh, we don't take things, or we take things for granted too much. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go fight a war in trenches that are disgusting, and we, our life is so, uh, we get mad about the littlest things. So I think people need to go and look back on what people went through back then and realize that we have it pretty good. Yeah, I was yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, if for a world that this this would never happen again, like because the the technology of war has come where there won't be any trenches and we just think, Oh, that's just well that sucks. But like for us we complain about, you know, this littlest things we gotta realize this is like our world would be so much different if these people didn't sit in trenches yeah. for five years and sacrifice their lives. And it's just crazy that I think we know more about war and what would happen, but these people back then had no clue, and that was kind of like, you know, it was and just And they sad. thought it would be fun at first. I mean, they were like, oh, we're going to go shoot some people. It'll be fun. And then it was just, it was yeah, really eating, a terrible Yeah, eating war. breakfast on your back, and the breakfast was probably not even yeah. good, and it was probably, you know, probably not healthy. There was probably stuff in there that might have even killed them in the later, right, yeah. maybe shortly after this poem was even written. So, yeah, I just thought that... That was probably the craziest thing. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you, Dr. McCullough, for coming and taking time out of your day to come onto this podcast. It was very appreciative of you. Um, thank you guys for listening. This is our first podcast. Expect many more. We've got a few more coming out this week. I bet the listeners love this one. Any final comments? Uh, just thank you for having me. I got to run. I got to go speak at Princeton later today. So I'll see you later. Alright, uh, thank you guys for listening. Next week we'll be covering a longer podcast, why Texas sucks so much when they have top recruit classes every year, and why do people continue to hate on Charlie Emilio. That is it for me today. Have a nice day. Davis Curry, out.